Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to the VOV Network, where great things are always happening. So we're back here again doing another live stream, technically recorded this time because of the holiday, but we will put it out on Saturday. Joining me today is Mina. So Mina, say hello to everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome. <laughs> so my name is Brian Murray. I'm the founder of the VOV Network, and Mina is joining us today. And Mina is our cultural ambassador. So she's a bright smile and the person who uh, kind of makes everybody sing and happy around here. And it's awesome. I'm not sure how happy I'm going to be as we go through this session today. Because <laughs> today's session is here are eight reasons why men fear commitment. And I did say men. So we're specifically jumping on my back today. And I get to, I get to bear the weight of, for all of us poor men folk out there as we go through this. <laughs> Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Mean anything you want to cover before we we, we dive any deeper? <laughs> oh yes. Uh, if you make any comments, please comment. Please give us comments. We want to hear what you have to say. Yes, that is very don't, true. Don't, don't don't strangle me. Don't 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 kill me for it. But yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's going to choke you out because well, we're, again, we're coming from a place of being helpful, right? So right. I mean, it, if it wasn't something that was true or, or a recurring theme or whatever how whatever term you want to use we wouldn't we wouldn't even need to talk about it no, so the we things wouldn't. we're going to be sharing today uh, are very specific to um, a certain type of behavior and that really it really is kind of wrapped around fear itself mm -hmm. so and that's what we really want to dive into that and talk about fear and uh, how that does lead to some of the decisions we make or don't make because you know one way or the other, uh, fear can hold you back or push you in a different direction. So that's really what we're going to get into today in a, in a lot of detail. So that's it. We're going to we're going to dive in. I'm going to share the presentation into the screen here. All right. So here we go. Here are eight reasons men fear commitment. So as I said, we really want to look at this at um, not high level to start with, kind of give an explanation or definition of what we mean by commitment, and then start to break down some of the things that we think contribute to that, and then wrap it up with some ways that we feel you can be better or do better at being committed, making commitments, and feeling comfortable when you're in those situations and being able to make those commitments. So that's that's the main thing we want to look at. So let's get started. Oop, going too fast. Too fast. All right. <laughs> so definition of commitment. Um, Commitment itself can be used in a lot of different ways. What we're specifically talking about here is obviously from a relationship standpoint when we talk about commitment. So here, the first bullet point says the state of or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity or et cetera. So obviously you frame that around a relationship. That means that you have some dedication or to that particular cause, which is the relationship itself. So your mindset, your state, your actions should support that. Uh, number two on here says an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. <laughs> and I read that and went, oh boy, ain't that the truth? Uh, <laughs> and not that that's a bad thing, but that is a definition of commitment. And that's an important way to look at it. This is came straight out of the dictionary. And this is kind of Oxford's definition of it. So when you think about it from that standpoint, when you make a commitment, you are entering into an engagement or an obligation that is specifically stated to restrict your freedom of action, the, the different things that you choose to do. Um, and that's kind of a whole different concept. It's funny, it's almost like even when you think about marriage vows and some of the, how it's changed over the years, because they've taken some of those things out, like but like obey, for example, yeah. it's not in there in, in the typical vows anymore, right? Because mm -hmm. they've started to change some of those things. <laughs> but this is the definition of commitment. Now, meaning anything you want to share on those two before we dive into some of these other words? I think they're very important uh, when we um, talk about. I really think that restricting freedom of action is important, and it will come into play as we move on in some of the information that we have. So remember, we talked about this prior to getting to the specifics. Yes, and that's very true. We certainly did. So now let's look at some words below that and it says similar so what they're talking about here are words that in definition or in meaning have similar meanings to being committed or to commitment 
And again, I was reading this list and was like, why don't you just hit me over the head with a hammer like 10 times, right? <laughs> uh, so dedication, obviously, that, that makes perfect sense. We already talked about dedicate in the, the first bullet point. Uh, devotion, again, that makes perfect sense. Allegiance, and that's a that's a good word because and that kind of means that you have an alignment or an allegiance with someone. So that's that whole, do you have my back kind of scenario, right? Mm -hmm. uh, loyalty, faithfulness, fidelity is a big one. Uh, having a bond, uh, adherence um, to whatever your commitment is. So you, you adhere to what you say you will do from a commitment standpoint. And then the last one, attentiveness, which is has a lot of ramifications when you really dig into it. We could do a whole topic on attentiveness. Just by itself, right? Yeah, we could do that. You could do that. So maybe we should write that down. Note, note to self. Let, let, let's write that one down. Attentiveness. A attentiveness. <laughs> and what does that actually mean? Because um, yeah. there, there might be some differences of opinion, um, yeah. especially between the boys and the girls. So yeah, a scale <laughs> there, a scale of what we believe is enough. What yes. they believe is enough. Yes. Maybe. So that's a summary of the definition of commitment. Now we're going to get into a little bit more detail about why we feel um, men in general uh, that don't commit. What's the root cause of that? So as we started out with this, we said there are eight reasons that we want to list. And that's what we're going to get into next. We're going to talk about these eight reasons. And the thing about it that you want to remember is that um, there are probably other reasons. We're only talking about these eight. Um, we did get an article from psychology. What is it? Psychology.com? Psychology Today, I think. Psychologytoday.com. Just to let you know, that's where we got it from. So when we're talking about fear, we're talking about a vital response to physical and emotional danger. So uh, a person might be afraid of something because it's either going to hurt them in, in a physical way or emotionally. Um, let's talk about fear of rejection. So that's number one, fear of rejection. I'm reading every single one of these because we do have our podcast. I want to make sure I read them. Um, and so the person might be afraid, the guy, the man, might be afraid that that person he's with is going to lose interest in him. They might abandon him. Um, he might have a hard time with honesty. Uh, he might be very afraid of conflict. Sometimes people are afraid of conflict. We've been talking about that the whole time we've been doing these videos. Everything always leads back to that, right, Brian? It, it does. And we have a session coming up specifically on conflict. So. We do. Uh, and then um, the person, the man might stuff his feelings and drift away because he's afraid of rejection. So the next one is controlled fear of being controlled or smothered. Um, so that man might have grown up with a mother that um, was very strong, mm. very mm. strong. And, um, and he needed to pull away from his mom. He might see women as weights holding him down, sort of like the ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> the old ball and chain, yes. Okay. The old ball and chain, or she's got him by the Balls. Balls. <laughs> um, so when a woman is really strong and and um, it's leading towards commitment, he might have a phobia about that or feel trapped Absolutely. in a cage. Oh, is it? It's hitting home. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, fear of not being lovable. So not being lovable is about. Um, Maybe this this man was not prized or validated as a child. Um, fear of uh, maybe the fear may be unconscious. He may not even realize he has this fear of being unlovable. Um, he might feel insecure, not good enough. His feelings uh, will depend on your feelings. I don't know if you've ever had that type of. Uh, man in your life, if you do, um, that would be like, you're happy, he's happy. You're sad, he's sad. He's going to follow along with what you do. Mm -hmm. um, not measuring up, 
Now, he might have a fear of not measuring up. Um, that would mean uh, more like it's very similar to the um, not being, oops, sorry, not being lovable. But uh, that would involve, um, this person is very um, biologically set up to uh, perform and produce. Mm. And they they feel like they must succeed. Mm -hmm. If they fail, they think they are losers, mm -hmm. may feel they can't give a woman what she needs or deserves. And and I and there's a lot of men out there like they're not going to commit if they can't give a woman what she wants or deserves. That's pointless to them. Mm. Okay. Um, being found out. Being found out is about being found, found out that they have um, feelings and emotions and that, that um, those feelings and emotions may seem unmanly to the man. So they don't really want people to know, shameful. Um, they might even have shameful family secrets that they don't want to talk about. Um, sometimes like things like addiction or abuse or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so they also may be super critical of their partner or judgmental of their partner. Um, the next one is trust. They may fear trusting a woman and that could come from trust is very, it's really interesting or a man if they're with a man. So they might've grown up with an erratic or manipulative mother. They might have a history of being cheated on and major issues with trust. So then if, in that relationship that they broke up with the person, they may um, have lost. If they've lost financially, they're really going to have a major issue with trust. Mm, okay. Um, anything to add, Brian, while I turn my page over? No, go for it. I, okay. I want to jump. I do have some things I want to say, but we'll, we'll let you finish. If you're the man, you would have better knowledge of this than I would. <laughs> but um, they might have a fear of growing up. So imagine. They may, uh, they may not feel like they're an adult. They mm. may not be ready, you know, kind of like the Peter Pan syndrome, you mm -hmm. see call that. Mm -hmm. um, they may have been coddled by their parents. And when there were problems in school, they were probably the ones that had the parents that said, oh, it wasn't them. It was somebody else's fault, not theirs. Uh, they may fear that they're not making the right decision or fear that they'll make the wrong decision. So they might have a hard time making up their mind, meaning um, trusting his own judgment or, or even like if you had options and you chose this woman, well, you closed out your other options, right? So you don't really know if you did the right thing, that kind of thing. They could be thinking in that way. So that was the, um, the eight reasons let's go to the oh go ahead brian before we go to the next slide well i just want i, I do want to go back on a couple because okay. uh, i mean these are some of the root causes as you said of men um choosing not to commit or their motivations for not committing and uh rejection is a big one obviously because no one wants to be rejected so it's like why bother if i feel like i'm gonna get rejected right. um, but I mean, that's the whole glass half empty, glass, glass half full scenario too, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, you're, you're never going to succeed at it if you don't take a chance. So right. you have to at least step out and take that chance. And for the most part, I would say on average, the average man is probably more competitive and by nature and those kinds of things. So they will, you know, step forward in, in, in most cases. Um, but the other one I thought was really interesting that you kind of brought in there and they kind of tied together. Uh, and that is uh, measuring up mm -hmm. is is a, a, a very big one, I think, because th that's where um, from a job standpoint, one of the big challenges in today's world is um, there is more equity between men and women from a professional career and, and money standpoint. So that's one of the areas where I think some men do have a discomfort the woman makes more money and has a more glamorous career, they find it hard to be 
literally second fiddle if you think about it from that standpoint. even yeah. though they're not because the real you each need each other for whatever other reasons in the relationship it's not just mm -hmm. about money or status and those kind of things that can be important to certain people for certain reasons but that's not everything the relationship is about right so i think it's unfortunate that a lot of men sometimes will do that as they will not mm -hmm. proceed into a relationship just because they look at that and go, well, what can I do for her? Because she already does this or makes X and these kinds of things. It's that whole, I'm a blue collar worker. She's a white collar professional. You know, how can we possibly be a couple? Yeah. You know, and so that's a mindset. I think they uh, need to try to work on getting past that type of fear. Mm -hmm. um, and it again, ties back to rejection. Um, and then the last one, as you brought up to making the wrong choice, right? Because as as the man you know you you feel like you know yes you're supposed to take the lead traditionally that's the role that we play you know if, it, if it's the first date we're, we should make the plans right. those kinds of things doesn't always have to be that way but those tra traditionally how those roles play out so it's it's even a little bit of pressure when you first meet someone you know it's like what restaurant should i choose <laughs> does she like this restaurant? oh i might take care she might not like that restaurant huh you know or that that decision of um when you want to first introduce the new person you're dating to your friends it's like oh god do i really want to do this because my friends are this and my friends are that mm -hmm. you know and just is this the right time so you, you're fearing oh I, I know i'm going to do it at some point but it's now that time to be doing those kind of things so there's just multiple levels of what plays into uh these eight points and now we're going to move on a little bit and talk wait uh, before we move on i want to ask you a question sure so this fear of measuring up you know i don't think women even if, if a woman is with a man and she's entertaining that i don't think she really i'm not disagreeing with you though this is what i'm saying we're agreeing um i don't think she really she doesn't care whether he measures up as he says mm -hmm. because it's not the relationship isn't measured by what she's making and what he's making but i know men feel like they got to take care and 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 um be the breadwinner and 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 all this because that's what our society has put there for mm -hmm. many years but a woman really i don't really believe that a woman really cares and how do you how in the world do you get a man to understand that <laughs> don't look at me i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> um I, I'm going to share a little, a, a small story because I've heard this multiple times from, um, and on both sides of the fence. So from women friends of mine, as well as, uh, other male friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of the greatest divides that we do face when you talk about trying to establish that initial baseline in a relationship. And it is around finance and it is around mm -hmm. status, right? And for whatever reasons, those things carry it so much weight when they yeah. shouldn't because that's not what you should be really looking at or even measuring yourself by the other person by but we do now mm -hmm. i will tell you that i have heard women say um in many many occasions and these are you know professional women they already have their own house their own car their mm -hmm. own job they have their own stuff right and they say they'll meet a man and they're you know go out on a few dates and the guy figures out you know what she's all about and kind of disappears and when she gets a chance to confront him about it his response is well what can i do for you you already have everything yes right yeah uh, and it's just like what I, and which makes no sense because no. That's, that's not the that's not the point or the purpose of the relationship so you're missing the actual heart of what's there yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the two people forming a union right mm -hmm. uh, and from the man's perspective um and i'm gonna say this in my sorry fellas let me put it out there um he's telling us some truth here go on it go. <laughs> <laughs> the root of it for us and I, and i not all again we, we we're speaking in generalities right but the root of it is that men lack a confidence or a self-confidence to feel like they can keep that woman just based on their self they feel like there needs to be some financial ties or binds or something that's that additional nail yeah. that's kind of holding her down right <laughs> and that's um, that is truly the root of it so it's like 
uh, so it's like, well, if I'm paying the mortgage, if I'm taking care of this and I'm doing that and she's relying on me for those things, then that's like an additional hold that you have because they don't have the self-confidence to feel like just who they are, their core person, uh, that they can hold that woman down. And that's, that's literally the root cause of it. Again, sorry guys, but that is the truth. I mean, in a sense, I think we already know that in a sense, but, but I know for myself, and I just have to say this, I've never thought that deep into it, Mm -hmm. but good information, very good information. Yeah. And so let's move on. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll throw some more dirt on here and throw some more dirt on us. (laughs) So warning signs. We're going to go to each one of these quickly and talk about the warning signs. So let's, and again, I'll be reading this to make sure our podcast gets to hear what's on the slides. So under rejection, they will um, avoid angry interchanges. Uh, They will pull away and may use email or text to communicate with you. They may even disregard you um, to avoid having those types of um, having the rejection. Um, Runs for cover at the definite date of commitment. So they might be your knight in shining armor and quite often are the knight in shining armor until it's that time. And then they um, most likely can't say, I love you. Um, Helpful, but shy. And this is under the not being, oh, I'm sorry, let me me go back a second. When I was talking about the running for cover and the definite um, date of commitment, that's about the being controlled and smothered mm. and sharing mm-hmm. armor until he has to do that. So the helpful but shy and can't handle competition and Brian had talked about that is the not being lovable. Right. Um, on, under not measuring up, uh, they will possibly brag, exaggerate, lie about their accomplishments. Um <laughs> Uh, has a setback at work and will maybe slink off because of the setback at work. Um, Mm -hmm. The next one is being found out. So that's really all about the emotions. So they will deny they have any needy type feelings. Uh, Also, they will deny that they have anxious moments, insecurity, lonely feelings, um, and definitely will not use the L word. (laughs) (laughs) love Love. no that l word okay not l word not the other one um (laughs) uh, uh, the thing about trusting a woman they will talk negatively negatively about women including their mom possibly um moms and exes and um moms and exes and they uh feel that they've been victimized by women and even say they don't believe in marriage or love. Um, I'm going to turn this over because I need to. Uh, growing up. So in a conflict, acts juvenile may burp or fart. <laughs> um, conflict, they back down from conflict. Uh, they might have a tantrum. Ooh, a tantrum. I like that one. Okay. Yeah. And then under the last one, right decision, wondering if they make the right decision. They'll be second guessing themselves. Oftentimes, uh, those types need to be left alone to realize what they lost. Just mm. walk away. Got it. Got yeah. It. <laughs> so I want to go back to a couple. Which ones? Um, a couple of them here, especially going back to the bragging, the bragging, exaggerating, <laughs> lying about yeah. the accomplishments, those kind of yeah. things, not measuring up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm just gonna drop some more knowledge here. Oh, come on, tell us. Um, come on. We're guilty of it because men tend to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the unfortunate thing for us sometimes is we end up having to compete on both sides of the fence, and this kind of lead this can lead to bad habits. 
Uh, so what I mean by that is obviously men compete against other men, you know, okay. uh, the one who dies with the most toys wins kind of scenario, right? <laughs> right? Oh, he's got a new jet ski. I got to get one of those, you know, whatever the neighbor's doing. That Keeping whole up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses, right? So then from a relationship or commitment standpoint, um, you, we, let's say you, we sometimes, um, for like, oh, I gotta buy the Lexus versus the Chevy because I need to have the bling, right? So that I yeah. look more accomplished or feel like yeah. I measure up, right? Yeah. So it's that supporting supporting your, your own ego and, and those kinds of things. Uh, when at the end of the day, the Chevy gets you from point A to point B and so does the Lexus, right? Um, so those are the kinds of things that I think come into play um, for men um, trying to whether it be keeping up with the Joneses or just being competitive on that side or feeling like uh, they need to show this sense of accomplishment from an ego standpoint right. when it comes to uh, keeping women, attracting women, right. those kinds of things. And that can lead to bad habits, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you overextend yourself, whatever else uh, right. that might come from that. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. Next one I want to dive into real quick because you talk, you said talk negatively about women, especially moms and exes, yeah, uh, so. those kinds of things. And again, sometimes it's justified. Let's just keep it real. Sometimes it is. Other times it is the whole woe is me, right? Yeah. Um, it's everybody else's fault but mine. Yeah, but know, yeah. That whole outward, you know, got to blame the world kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess the thing you have to look at there and, and as an, another woman who's yeah. hearing and watching you do these things. Right. And what way do you think she's going to want to get involved with that? Exactly. I was just thinking that. Why are you going to talk about your mama? Great. I yeah. mean, right or wrong. She did all she could. She right. did the best with what she had. Right. You're going you gonna to talk about your mama to me. Then what would you say about me? Me, Right. Cause that's your mama. That that is exactly my point, right? It's just like, wait a minute, that how counterintuitive is that whole conversation yeah, when you're you're, you're pretty yeah, selfish? That makes absolutely no sense, right? Right. So that that one, I I really can't get my head around, and I I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the logic behind it because it doesn't make any sense. And again, we we've all had good relationships, bad relationships, yeah. you know bad breakups, uh, marriages that have ended, whatever else it might be. Yeah. So is there some skeletons in the closet that I could certainly just rattle all the time? Yeah, yeah I could. But what is that really going to produce and, and do right. for me at the end of the day? And right. The answer is nothing. That's going the wrong direction, not the right yeah. direction. So that's all I had. I wanted yeah. to go back to those two and, and really talk about uh, that before we move forward. I think the next slide is you. Next slide is me. Um, <laughs> so now we're, we're going to circle back to fears, and that's kind of what we've been talking about the entire time. But what we're focusing on here is this is fear on a spectrum. So, and when I say spectrum, and again, as Mina alluded to, we're, we're sharing this via a podcast, so they can't see it. But on this chart, there is actually a graph or a chart which has a, a spectrum of colors, and it starts with red on one end goes into a little bit of orange, yellow, green in the middle, and then purple all the way out to a, a violet color uh, on the far end of it. Uh, what we want to talk about here is the intensities of the eight fears that we've kind of shared already. And then from the standpoint of what is normal and what your intensity would be to what is a more intense fear. Um, so as I said, as we look at this chart, we're talking about Fear is a normal thing. It is a normal, normal human emotion. It is a normal, normal human reaction to have fear of whatever it might be. As, as we know, some people don't like water. Some people will, you know, talk about bungee jumping. Not a chance. You know, heights. Be, you know, not gonna mm -hmm. have fear of what? Heights. Heights. Yeah. Heights. There you go. Some people don't like fear of heights. My <laughs> mom can't get her on a plane. You gotta literally drag her to get her on an airplane. She hates flying. So normal fears. So then when you think about the different fears that you Brian, have, they're made. Brian, yeah. Don't talk about your mama because she watches. <laughs> She's okay. gonna hear it. She knows. Trust me. She she knows about her fear of flying. I won't say anything else. Um, so when you think about the, the various fears that you have, this is a great way to actually start to break them down and categorize them on this spectrum of which ones are the normal ones, kind of in the red category. 
And then as you work your way across going towards the center of the green and then the blues and then the purple, which is the most exaggerated fears, uh, where do they fall? And then that might help you be able to start to conquer and overcome some of these fears. And as Mina alluded to earlier, one of the biggest things that drives these fears is what did we say? Confrontation, right? Not wanting to, whether it's confronting the other person or taking the action step to actually just confront the, the individual fear. Cause sometimes it's just in your own mind that you have that fear, but you, you have a, a challenge wanting to step up and confront it. Mm -hmm. So when you start to move along the scale and you get more towards the extreme side, this is where we think a lot of the bad behaviors start to really start to show uh, in your in your day to day and in your relationships and your interactions with others, because how you react to these fears normally starts to lead to things like addictions, eating or overeating, drinking or over drinking issues, uh, being argumentative or, or maybe being confrontational because you're so uh, agitated, right, by the fear that you have. Um, and one of the things also it says here is uh, some people become a compulsive gamer mm -hmm. uh, from that standpoint. And gamer doesn't just mean in a relationship standpoint. It could be like gambling because you, you mm -hmm. get a gambling addiction, those kind of things, because mm -hmm. you're living on that fine line because you're so agitated, because fear has you so ramped up. Mm -hmm. So it's what when you get further to the right on the scale, which is towards the blues and the purples, these are what we call neurotic fears. And those are the ones we really want to focus in on and talk about that. Mina, what else? I know you have some things to share. So under the extreme, these are the these are the ways we they we I uh, say we, but I'm not a man. Um, we're talking about men today, but um, <laughs> today. these are the ways they might choose to um, deal with this relationship issue. They might choose to deal with them with these things to get away and not have to handle it or 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 not have to confront the fear. That's correct. That's correct. So they move into these behaviors versus actually addressing what the root cause exactly. of it all is. Exactly. And that's the fear itself, right? So it, it, it's a way of uh, deflecting or, or not having to deal with uh, putting up a wall, whatever term you want to use, um, mm -hmm. so that they don't have to deal with what's really right there in front of them, right? Mm -hmm. So then let's move on. So at the bottom of the slide, we start to transition in. Okay, what can we do to help him overcome these fears? Uh, one of the first steps, and, and I'm very much like this sometimes, I've talked about it in some of our previous sessions, the need for space. So accepting his need for space and independence, right? Um, and that can be challenging for some women because they feel like if, it, if I give him the man too much space, he's gonna go out there and he's gonna misbehave, right? Uh, I can't say that's not true, but I think that's also an unfair judgment to say mm -hmm. just because he has time, space, and independence that he is going to choose to uh, do something he shouldn't do, right? Uh, so accept his need for space and independence. That's one of the ways that you can definitely help so that he doesn't feel like um, he has no latitude, um, which adds to the anxiety that he has with all mm -hmm. the fear that's built up there with him. Yeah, that, that controlled and being smothered and... You know, that's one of the big fears, but there's others there. But yeah, so understanding that, they, that I mean, women need it too, but we're talking about men, space and independence, they need it. Some people are introverts too and really need it. So um, introverts need that breakaway. Uh, yes, that is very true. Next bullet point says, um, he will provoke you into anger. Uh, and in, in those situations, you know, if he does that, practice loving kindness in return, right? Because yeah. if you both spool up and you've, you've, you're just going at each other, then you're just putting gasoline on the fire. Yeah. So sometimes you have to come at it from the opposite side. It's, so what's that saying about attracting bears? You're going to get more bears with honey than vinegar, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and that's very true. So same thing in this, this scenario, especially because men, um, when we kind of get going and from an emotional standpoint, um, that anger takes over, uh, we kind of need to be brought back down easily, I guess, in, 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 in stages, right? And that's what they mean here by 
just practice loving kindness and between giving him the space to process to it on his own, as well as not provoking it further, uh, using some kindness, it usually will de-escalate on its own. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one thing. Go ahead, Mina. And you're showing them that love is still possible with that, that provoking anger. Love is still possible, even though they're bringing you to that provoking you, trying to provoke you to that anger. Don't let it happen. Just practice that loving kindness and stay calm. Stay calm, right? Mm-hmm. As as calm as you can, which is not always easy. <laughs> stay away right. from the knives. Stay <laughs> Don't have the argument in the kitchen. Rule number one, amen? <laughs> Don't have the argument in the kitchen. You will lose. She knows where everything is in the kitchen. You oh, what are you saying? We're always in the kitchen? No, no, no. I'm just saying just that. Yeah. Hey, watch out. All right. Um, last bullet point says the fears must be faced. And that's true. So that's the thing. Um, so where does that responsibility lie to address and deal with these fears? Is it the man's responsibility? Is it the woman's responsibility? Is it them as a unit, as a team? What What are your thoughts on how do we go about facing these fears? I feel like uh when women get involved and i mean they're helping the person to overcome the fears and the fears have to be faced to be overcome but it's not really the woman's responsibility to quell these fears i mean it's difficult you just um can communicate how you feel about it but it's still really up to that person and so like on the one which one was it the um i believe it was the yeah the one that didn't know if you made the right decision just Mm -hmm. walking away might be what you need to do in this situation but if you're not going to walk away you're going to try to work through it it still has to be on the man because you can't control or make a person do anything they don't want to do that's right that's true so you can't make them do anything they don't want to do so we did a session uh, last week, and what was that one about? So this is when we were talking about boundaries, right? Yeah, boundaries. boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I know you had to think about that for a second. What do we do? <laughs> so this is uh, uh, an, in that session, and you should definitely go back if you didn't see it. Uh, take a take a look at that because if you're wondering about some of the ways to maybe attack some of these fears, mm-hmm. some of the process for how to set boundaries and have the conversation about how to set boundaries can also be used here as well. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I wanted to bring up because uh, I do think it is a responsibility. If you're in a relationship and you, you, you're you trying to be committed to that relationship, which is what we're really talking about here, and there are some fears and some different things that uh, may be holding you back, those are the things you really need to start to figure out how to communicate, how to talk about, mm-hmm. and how to uh, put a plan together to try to get past, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, confrontation is going to be a part of that. That's just the natural beast that's going to be part of what, what goes on. But this is the important thing. These are the steps, as we said, on the spectrum of, of fear and where you land and understanding that fear itself is normal. It's normal yeah. to have those. But when you start to gravitate across this yeah. spectrum and you start to move past the greens to the blues and to the violets on the far end, that's when the neurotic fears and the, the compulsive behaviors start to kick in. And that's where you can really start to have some problems, not just in committed relationships, but in life in general. Yeah. You, you're reacting from the wrong places. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have on this slide. Mina, anything you want to kind of chime in here before we move to the, the next um, I also wanted to add that the, the on the red end of the spectrum, you're thinking about that red hot loving relationship may not be spoken yet but it's it's full of fire and everything's great you may know that there's some fears there but it's not really a big deal but as you move further into this you may have some more extremes when it comes to um, the fears you might see more hear more of the stuff i was talking about yep very very true Mm -hmm. so on to the next slide this is brings us to the VOV question of the day. Yes. 
Are you in a relationship with a man fearful of commitment? Quiet on Minas. Quiet on Minas. I'm not. So I'm, I'm good on that topic. So I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not in a relationship with a man. Okay. So, but this is our question of the day. And this is why we wanted to have the discussion. We wanted to bring this up and, and talk a little bit about that because there are, it, it, it's important that we start to understand whether you are the man in this scenario or the woman in this scenario, mm -hmm. what's going on and some better ways to maybe go about trying to resolve or address it. Um, and one of the things, and, and I've, I've, as we've done our sessions over the past few weeks and then got into some of the different things we've been talking about, um, this fear, there's not wanting to deal with confrontation, um, there's passive aggressive behaviors. I mean, all these different things that are kind of tied together in different ways, which prevents you from taking those steps. And one of the things I keep coming back to is to say, learn to or start to focus on the other side of it, the outcome of what, yes, you have to have the confrontation or yes, you have to sit down and talk about setting boundaries and what, what that might take to be able to get through that. But then look at what the benefit, the reward, how much better things are going to be on the other side. So same thing here when we talk about commitment and relationships, you're running from something. You know, when I say we, I'm talking about the man, you're running from something because you you have all these fears and think it's not going to go right. I made the wrong choice or am I not good enough or do I not make enough money? Or, I mean, thousand things are running through your mm -hmm. head. But what if you go ahead, you make that commitment and everything is just sunshine and roses for the rest of your life because now mm -hmm. you have that person in your corner who's got your back. Um, you're in this committed relationship, that solid goal, right? Mm -hmm. You'll never experience that unless you take that step Don't do it, right? to move forward. So, Mina, mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you. If you don't take the step to try to work with those fears and, and go ahead and, and try it out, I mean, you could end up with a relationship you want to end, or you could end up in a relationship that's beautiful and you're having a great time. And, you know, I think a lot of women understand the space and giving them their distance that they need. Um, I think a lot of women, I'm not begging men to go ahead and, and, and do this and try to do this, this commitment thing or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if, like you said, if you don't try it, you'll, you won't get it. I mean, you, you got to do something. Got to do something, right? Yeah. It, yeah so. it's my favorite saying, and it, it's I talk about, I use it all the time. And people are probably yeah. tired of hearing it, but this is about the lottery, which we don't even have in the state. That's not right. the point. The point is, people. Some people say, "I'll never win the lottery," and they say, "Well, have you ever <laughs> bought a ticket?" No, I've never bought a right, ticket. You well, win. duh. Yeah, right. I mean, you got to enter the win, right? So you got to play to win. You got to play to win. <laughs> Right. But I mean, if you don't play, then you know you 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 accepted and got what you wanted to have because right. you didn't enter into the game. You didn't enter the game, so I want to go. Not back. really a game. Relationships are not a game. Not a game from that standpoint, right? I, I get that. <laughs> but so I want to go back here um, to where we were talking about why men don't commit. So back oh. to this slide. Oh, you right. want to say it again? Okay. And. Uh, these are the fears, right? Mm -hmm. And these were the eight points that we started talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So going back to what we just said, what is it in these things that is stopping you from just playing, getting involved, taking that step? Mm -hmm. uh, and not playing the game from the standpoint of it being a game, but you have to mm -hmm. enter to win. Right. Basically. So is the rejection that you think you might get is the mm -hmm. fear of that so strong that you won't take that step, you know, is someone, you know, controlling or having, you know, being mm -hmm. smothered, is that worth, you know, not taking the step? So that's what I'm saying. So now you have to look at these things and filter it in that way and say, what here really is stopping me from taking that step? Because that's really what it is, is these eight things and not all of them apply to everyone and then figuring out, okay, yeah, it's, I don't feel like I measure up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the thing that you determine for you as an individual. That's why you're not taking that step, making that mm -hmm. commitment out there. Then boil that down a little bit further and find out 
what is it in your makeup that you don't feel you measure up under and either become okay with it because sometimes you can't change it. I mean, it's like the Napoleon complex, right? If you're yeah. five three, you're five three. I mean, mm. you know, hey. and for seven foot, you're seven, seven foot. foot. Yeah, right. You, <laughs> you, you can't change that. So no, just it getting to a place is. of being okay with it is, I think, a very important thing. And a lot of that on that on this slide where we're talking about the fears and why my men didn't commit uh, are things that, in a lot of cases, you probably can't change but you can become okay with them. And a, I use what a term I use a lot when I talk about things like this that are kind of a psychological roadblock or something like that is learn to put them down mm-hmm. is a term that I use, right? Because you, you're carrying it on your shoulder, in your mind, mm-hmm. wherever you're carrying it. And at some point, if you can just learn to say, all right, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm cool with that. I'm just going to put that down. That's a burden or a weight or a fear or whatever it might be that I'm not going to carry around with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that frees you up to be able to do other things. And that's why I just wanted to go back to this side, this slide really quick and, and kind of bring that up from that standpoint. Right. I agree. So that's it. That's all we have for today. The will be question of the day. Once again, <laughs> are you in a relationship with a man fearful of commitment? And then if the answer to that is, I think so, or maybe, or a definite yes, then hopefully you found something useful in what we shared today that you can start to help him, help you, because sometimes it does take the woman to pull us along. I'll be the first to admit that. And then if you are a man out there who's watching this, sorry, I did give away some of our secrets, but <laughs> you dropped some knowledge. It's, it's the truth, Ruth. So, um, it, it, so if it's you and, and this is resonating with you as a man out there and now you go, you know what, I, I do have some of those fears and now I understand where that's coming from or and being able to figure out a pathway through it or sometimes as I said, just put it down so that it's not a burden or it's not a weight that you feel like you have to carry around uh, with you all the time uh, can be very freeing and it can really make a difference in your relationships and how you relate to others out there in the world. Uh, and again, not just romantic relationships, but across the board, mm-hmm. because commitment, it, it could be jobs. Some people, that's why people, some people change jobs every right. two years. They can't get comfortable with the commitment it takes mm-hmm. to be wherever it is that they are. So same rules apply mm-hmm. even, even in something like that. Or even like they are afraid to apply for other jobs because they don't want to deal with the rejection or interview for other jobs because of mm-hmm. the rejection. Because the rejection. Possibly come. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they'll stay underemployed or whatever term you want to use because they don't want to get out of that mm-hmm. comfort zone. And that's a whole nother mm-hmm. subject we could dig into in an episode is talking about comfort mm-hmm. zones or getting out of your comfort zone right. or a video that I also did, which you can find on our YouTube channel, talked about um, change or the fear yeah. of change. Cause that's another thing that people fear is who, if I start to do this versus that and now I've changed and what yeah. does that mean? And having a fear of that too. So that video talks about how to address some of those things from a fear of change standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mina, what else before we wrap up for today? Oh, I want to say thank you for dropping the knowledge, giving us information that um, I certainly didn't have to that depth. So, um, you know, I can research and bring up the information, but I really, there are things that I would not understand, have not experienced, can't really add a lot of colorful anything to it. But... <laughs> You know this, so thanks. Yes. Well, glad we could share this with you. If you found value in what we had to share today, uh, definitely like, uh, hit that like button. We we greatly appreciate that. And then also subscribe if you're going to come back and watch this at a later time on our YouTube channel or join our Facebook group, which is the VOV Network group. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we stream there uh, regularly every Saturday morning, uh, Pacific time, 12 o'clock Pacific time, actually. And we're also going to be uploading this as a podcast. So if you have want to check out just the audio version of it, you can download the podcast and, and listen to that at any, at any time on any of your devices. So again, this is all about you and the folks mm-hmm. out there. And we want you to give us feedback, give us comments, tell us some other topics that you'd like to hear us yes. uh, talk about, or if, even if it's things that we've discussed in these and you want us to dive deeper and maybe explain a little bit more. Absolutely. Share that in the comments and uh, we'll we'll get you taken care of. Make sure we share the the things that you really want to hear us talk about 
get the knowledge and the, the, the things out there that are going to make a difference for you in your world. And that's what's important to us here at the VOV Network. Mia, what are your last thoughts that you want to share? Share this up? video with your mate, whether you're the man or the woman, share the video uh, because I think there were nuggets from both sides in there. Agreed. And I'm sorry about the noise, but I live by the freeway. So <laughs> welcome to living in the city. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, uh, so people can understand. It's, it's important that both sides understand and, mm -hmm. and goes back to boundaries from last week. As we said, mm -hmm. there's a lot in there about um, how to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And you can use that as a, a good baseline to apply it here as well. So definitely check mm -hmm. out that video as well. Yes. That's it for today. We're going to yep. wrap up. Uh, I greatly, greatly appreciate everyone that's watching. Leave those comments, as Mina said. We will respond to the comments and we'll definitely be looking to see you here for our next live stream, which is we're planning for September 11th. And in that one, we will be talking about what is it, Mina, we wanted to talk about? Dang, I forgot. I'm sorry. Confrontation. That's right. <laughs> confrontation. That's a big one. All right. So confrontation is what we're going to be talking about we'll in the next live stream. Yeah. <laughs> And then one other thing I wanted to bring up really quick, uh, we're going to start to post some promotional uh, material about it, but also in addition to our live streams on Saturdays, me and I are going to start doing what we're going to call a hot mic or open mic night. We're just going to get on, throw a topic on the table and wherever it leads us, it leads us. Uh, and then we're going to be posting those uh, every Tuesday. We're going to upload those. Uh, they won't be a live stream. They'll be pre-recorded. But it's just going to give us a chance to just get out and snowball. So we're going to throw a topic on the table, kick it around, uh, and wherever it takes us, it takes us. And we think there will be some great knowledge and some great learning to come out of that because of the yin and yang. And obviously, she never knows what she's talking about. She's making stuff up and <laughs> throwing the men under the bus and all these other good, good things. Oh, I but, love throwing you under the bus, but I don't tell your business. Yeah, that's true. I, I appreciate that. So we're going to start to do that and we'll have one of those come out each week. So uh, look for the, the VOV hot mic uh, kind of scenario and we'll have some, some more details from that coming real soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for today. All right. Uh, again, thank all of you for coming out. We really appreciate it. Mina, yeah. last that's words. It. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share the video. We'd love to see that happen. Absolutely. Take care. Much aloha. We'll, until next time. Take care. Take care. <laughs>